Connecting Minds is a space dedicated to honoring the amazing authors, researchers, clinicians, artists, and entrepreneurs who are contributing to our collective evolution or simply making the world a better place. These thought-provoking conversations are intended to expand our horizons, so come with an open mind and let us grow together. Here is your host, Christian Yordanov. Hello and welcome to the Connecting Minds podcast. My name is Christian Yordanov. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today we have a repeat guest on. It's David Toman of NeutropicsExpert.com. David was very kind and gracious to join us and share his wisdom and insights on all things nootropics. And this is part one of a mini series on using nootropic supplements for specific purposes. So today we're going to cover how to use nootropics to reduce anxiety and promote relaxation. There's a couple of articles to David's website, nootropicsexpert.com, that goes into more depth on the supplements we cover today. So please be sure to check those out. He also has the book Head First, which is a great resource on, again, all things nootropics. And he's coming out with a second edition that I would highly recommend you check out if you're at all interested in nootropic supplements. So I hope you find this episode informative. And without further ado, here is David Toman of nootropicsexpert.com. Today on the Connecting Minds podcast, I have uh, David Toman again to talk all about all things nootropics. And this first topic that we will discuss will be uh, nootropics to help with anxiety and promote relaxation. But before we get into that, uh, David, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me back again, Christian. It's an honor. Maybe very briefly, can you just give folks a little that, you know, that haven't listened to the previous podcast, can you give us, uh, you know, a 30,000 foot view of, of kind of what's your experience with nootropics and uh, why should we listen to you? Sure. I uh, started down this path probably about 13 or 14 years ago when I was diagnosed adult ADD. And up until that time, all of my adult life, I had a problem with focus and didn't know why I bought the books, couldn't figure it out. Um, and a psychiatrist said, you're adult ADD. So he prescribed Ritalin and I started using it. And within the first couple of days, it was like somebody turned the lights on in my brain. It was like a miracle. And within a couple of years, I started growing tolerant to Ritalin and I panicked and I decided that I was going to find out rather than just discarding it, I was going to find out how Ritalin worked. And I did. I found out there's a dopamine reuptake inhibitor. I found out that my brain was low in dopamine and acetylcholine and what I needed to take to boost that. I got those supplements from GNC, made myself a little stack and Ritalin started working again. And it, I've never had to change the dosage until this day. And then several years later, I ended up in the ER. By that time, I had not heard the word, the term nootropics. All I knew is there was dietary supplements that could help the human brain. And a few years later, I ended up in the ER and I was diagnosed with severely hypothyroid. And one of the things that comes with hypothyroidism often is memory loss. And I completely lost my memory. I had two different neurologists test me for Alzheimer's. It came up negative. They couldn't help me. They couldn't figure out what it was. And so I started doing my research again and f figured out how to get my memory back. 
And that's when I finally um, found out that these things were called nootropics. And, but it was really, really difficult to find this information. I had to go to PubMed and the different um, websites that hosted peer-reviewed clinical studies because nobody had written any books on it. I mean, there were no websites. And one thing led to another. I found a nootropics expert because there was a need for it. I figured that mm -hmm. if I was having such a hard time finding out information about how to fix my memory, what was the average person doing if they mm -hmm. had a problem with memory or, or anxiety, depression, OCD, or whatever? And that was my um, motivation for starting a Tropics Expert. I figured the world needed an authority site on this, and that's what it turned out to be. Yeah, so, yeah, your book is an amazing resource. I'm really looking forward to the... Uh, next edition, uh, it's you know for the listeners. If you're interested in nootropics, it's we're talking about what is it? Six hundred pages of of information on on it's a monster of a book. So let's get right into it, uh, David. What if if our goal is to either reduce anxiety or to promote relaxation in some form? Let's say a lot of deadline stresses. Maybe we just had a a baby. Or, or our second child and it's just, it's craziness, work, life balance, all that stuff. Or, you know, there's a pandemic running around, you're scared for your health, for your family's health. How would you approach this problem of reducing anxiety and or promoting relaxation? I think, Christian, that the best way to go about doing this is to find out what's causing the anxiety in the first place. And of course, most people don't know enough to do that. And so they end up just trying, they read someplace that an adaptogen helps anxiety. So they went out and they bought um, a bottle of ginseng or they bought a bottle of go-to cola or something and not really aware of why it works and how it works in the brain. And so there's two different approaches to addressing anxiety. I think the most the smartest move, the, the best way to go about doing it and the quickest way to get a solution is to find out what the cause is in the first place. What I'm going to talk about next is um, the most efficient way to go about figuring out what's causing your anxiety, and that's through trial and error. And you do that by testing different precursors for different um, neurotransmitters. Because when a doctor prescribes something like Xanax, for example, and um, there's just the assumption that the problem with the, the person has got is with GABA. And if the, it doesn't work, they're frustrated and the doctor doesn't know what to do and they don't know what to do because nobody's ever talked about anything other than GABA being the cause, problems with GABA being the cause of anxiety or serotonin being the cause of depression. And so to get the root cause of anxiety, the if you really haven't got one way to do it is if you've used a prescription anti-anxiety med and it worked, find out why, wh how it works, what it does in your brain. Does it boost serotonin or does it boost GABA? And then you've got a clue on which nootropics to go and try. But if you have no idea what's causing your anxiety, the only thing you can do is go through the list. And that includes acetylcholine. Um, dopamine, serotonin, GABA, glutamate. And the way you test these is by trying a precursor. A precursor is the molecule that's required to make that neurotransmitter. So for example, Christian, you're low in dopamine. 
to boost dopamine, you'd use L-tyrosine. And L-tyrosine, along with some of the B vitamins and magnesium and, and a couple of other minerals, goes on to make L-dopa, which goes on to make dopamine, which goes on to make norepinephrine, which goes on to make epinephrine. And so you try L-tyrosine for a couple of days and see if your anxiety goes away. And if that doesn't work, then you move on to the next neurotransmitter and let's go after acetylcholine and test that. And how do you fix that? For to boost acetylcholine, you need a precursor like alpha-GPC or CDP-choline, which provides a choline molecule along with acetyl-L-carnitine, which is a cofactor. You use those together in a little stack and boost acetylcholine and see if your, your anxiety goes away. You use that for a couple of days. If that doesn't work, then you go on to GABA, etc. You just move down the line. And there's not a lot to test here, but it's going to take maybe a week or 10 days to get through all of these unless you get lucky and you try something on the first day or the third day that works. And so, for example, if you find out that your problem is with GABA, what do you do? How do you fix that if you don't want to use prescription meds? There's two ways to do it. You can get GABA as a supplement. Now, there is a, um, a school. A lot of people believe that GABA is the molecule is too large. It can't cross the blood-brain barrier, so it's useless as a supplement. But if you take a look at the reviews on places like Amazon for people that use GABA as a supplement, a lot of people are having success with it. Why? It's not because it's crossing into the brain through the blood-brain barrier, but GABA is synthesized in, or it's metabolized in your gut. And there's some kind of communication going on between your gut and your brain via the vagus nerve, mm. likely the vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. And so you can use GABA or PharmaGABA is a naturally made form of GABA using yeast, which seems to be much more bioavailable than regular synthetic GABA. Try PharmaGABA. Another way to do it is L-glutamine. L-glutamine enters your body and it goes on to make glutamate and L-glutamate goes on to make GABA. And there's a cycle there, L-glutamine, uh, L-glutamate, GABA. It's an important cycle. And if that cycle breaks down, it results in anxiety. Anyway, those are two ways to, to boost GABA. And so if you figure out that Indeed, it is GABA that's a problem. That's when you can start experimenting with other supplements or other adaptogens like herbs that boost GABA. Now, there's no sense in using something like, um, let me give you an example here, um, ginkgo biloba. Mm -hmm. If you've got a problem with GABA, there's no sense in you trying something like ginkgo because ginkgo doesn't act on GABA. Ginkgo acts like a monoamine oxidase inhibitor or an MAOI, which in, it inhibits MAOI, so it boosts dopamine. And if you've got a problem with GABA, it's not going to help you. Uh, but the ones that will help you are drug, or herbs like Bacopa monnieri. Researchers at Benares Hindu University in India showed that Bacopa was as effective for anxiety as the benzolorazepam. Wow. So that's one option. Another one you can try is lemon balm. Mm -hmm. The lemon balm is, it's an adaptogen. It's used for stress relief and, uh, relief and to reduce uh, panic attacks. 
And how does it do that? It does it by inhibiting GABA trans, the GABA transaminase enzyme. And that GABA transaminase, transaminase enzyme, thing? when you inhibit it, it increases GABA levels in your brain. Does that enzyme break down or uh, convert GABA to another compound? Each one of these neurotransmitters has got an enzyme that steps in to get rid of that neurotransmitter once it's used. Right. So in the case of GABA, it's GABA transaminase. In the um, when it's dopamine, it's monoamine oxidase. When it's acetylcholine, it's acetylcholinesterase. When you inhibit that enzyme, what you're doing is you're forcing the existing neurotransmitter that's in your brain, whether it's GABA or acetylcholine or dopamine, mm. to not be um, discarded, but forced back into the extracellular space. So lemon balm acts as a GABA reuptake inhibitor of sorts. Correct. Cool. I, I've tried that actually. It does work for me for sleep. Okay. So you can assume that you might have an issue with GABA. So th that takes longer and it's more frustrating for people, especially if they don't know what they're doing because they're not aware of what these natural herbs, how these natural herbs actually work. All they know is that lemon balm reduces anxiety or ginkgo biloba reduces anxiety in some people, or rhodiola rosea reduces anxiety in some people, but they don't know why it works. And it's important to find out how it works, because if it doesn't work, if you find out how it works, and you find out that, find out that rhodiola influences serotonin and norepinephrine, and that means that you haven't got a problem with serotonin and norepinephrine if you've used rhodiola and it doesn't work. Yeah. So you go on to another herb, but first you check out the other herb and find out how it works. If it affects serotonin and norepinephrine too, you don't want to bother trying it because that's not going to work for you either. You want to try something that's going to work on one of the other neurotransmitters. Okay. So, w w but, and by the way, would this, the order that you're going through these, would this be the order that you would try? So you start with GABA first, what would you try next if GABA, if you, if the, GABA um, reuptake or inhibitors or modulators don't actually work? That's a good question. It depends. It depends. If you've used a prescription drug in the past that worked for you, then you have some, some knowledge, you have something to work from, and then you can go straight to that, to that neurotransmitter. Yeah. So if you were using Xanax, um, for example, and that worked for you, that works on GABA. So then you go looking for herbs that um, boost GABA one way or another in your brain, or you get the GABA, a GABA supplement like PharmaGABA, or you get L-glutamine, which will boost GABA in the long term. Um, so, but if you don't know that, then you just kind of like take a look at the list and you start someplace and you try them one at a time. It doesn't really matter where you start unless you have a sneaking suspicion that there could be a problem with one particular problem and you want to address that first. Does yeah, that I think sense? most people go for the serotonin, like 5-HTP seems to be a, a common choice for that. What they do, you think do that? because that's what they know. Yeah. And it, that's unfortunate because if you take a look at the data, over half of the people that use these drugs don't get any satisfaction from them because that's not their problem. That's the reason why it doesn't work. It's something else that's the problem. 
So, uh, you know, somebody will be sorely disappointed if they try something that increases serotonin in their brain, like using L-tryptophan. I don't recommend that people use 5-HTP, not long, short term, yeah, but long term. After four or five weeks, studies show that it just stops working. And um, user reviews um, back that up, too. Um, but L-tryptophan is the best way to boost serotonin in your brain. But if you try L-tryptophan to boost serotonin and it doesn't work, you should know, hopefully you know enough that this is not the end of the story. It's time to move on to something else and to try something else that works on a completely different neurotransmitter in your brain. Awesome. Okay, so let's say we've tried GABA and um, uh, some type of serotonin, something that boosts or whatever, uh, keeps serotonin in the synapses. Um, what? Where, where would you go? Where would you go next if those two don't work? Then I would try dopamine next, or acetylcholine next. Those are the two main other ones. Um, either one of them, too much acetylcholine can cause anxiety. Not enough mm -hmm. acetylcholine can cause anxiety. And certainly not enough dopamine can cause anxiety, or too much dopamine um, turns into nor nor norepinephrine, which can cause anxiety too. So um, you have to find out, one way or another, you have to figure out what the cause is of your anxiety, if you want to get any satisfaction in solving the problem. Un unfortunately, a lot of people, and you can, you'll see this in user reviews on places like Amazon for particular supplements, say a lemon bond supplement. You'll have half the people or three quarters of the people saying, what a fantastic supplement. This did this, 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 and this. And the next person will say, didn't do anything for me. And that person that it didn't do anything for them, hopefully they didn't give up. Hopefully they went on and tried something else. Mm. Yeah. By the way, um, do you have re actual resources on this particular topic in your book or the website? Is there something we can link to that folks can read further there? The best thing to do is to link through to, I've got one called Best Nootropics for Anxiety. And that is the page that walks you through each one of the neurotransmitters separately and explaining what that neurotransmitter does and why it would cause anxiety if something went wacko with it and what to do about it. And then there is a second page that you can um, visit. And that one's called Top 7 Nootropic Adaptogens to conquer anxiety and stress. And those talk about the neurotransmitters, but they talk about the herbs that used rather than the precursors like, um, like L-tyrosine or L-tryptophan. We don't talk about on that on this page. On this page, mm -hmm. we just talk about the herbs that address those neurotransmitters. Yeah, you know, um, I've actually, I, I got um, some ashwagandha extract. I was using that for about three, four months. And I found that really helps with sleep just on its own. Is that one of the, is that covered in your top seven there? It sure is. Ashwagandha is a, is a funny one because it's a very, very powerful supplement for brain repair because it helps restore synapses and axons and dendrites, but it also acts as an acetylcholinesterase inhibitor. So it boosts acetylcholine in synapses. Mm. 
And it also works to enhance GABA and serotonin receptor. It enhances GABA and it, it um, supports serotonin receptors in your brain. Wow. So it's covering three <laughs> different neurotransmitters. So somebody might get lucky with ashwagandha and find out that it works for them and ne never really know what the cause was for their anxiety. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. if you get satisfaction, who cares about what the cause of your anxiety was? Absolutely. Why it's important to know the cause of your anxiety is if you're having problems trying to find the right supplement to solve the problem. Mm. And um, I think... We're not really advocating here, if, for example, if you're like in a stressful relationship, if that's the cause of anxiety, we're not saying we should just take a bunch of supplements to, you know, reduce the pain or, or the anxiety. We should always be like, be, be, if there's some lifestyle interventions, if there's some nutritional interventions, some other supplementation, nutrient deficiencies, you know, parasites, that can be a severe cause of stress and anxiety for mm -hmm. people. Um, we, we should be addressing those, you know, lack of sleep, et cetera, too much coffee. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to, to just, uh, make sure that we, we're not just, because in a sense, taking a few supplements, um, you're kind of treating symptoms, which is okay to do, to get some, you know, near term, short to midterm relief, but long term, we really need to be thinking about, um, how to, how do we remove those stressors, right? That's true to an extent. I would disagree with you in one way, though, is what if the person, like I've got a problem with dopamine and acetylcholine in my brain. Right. I know that and I have have had since I was in my teens. And so lifestyle interventions for me would not be helpful because I tried life, lifestyle interventions for years, decades, and it didn't work. So it depends on the situation, you know? I mean, it's just, everybody is I, different. I, yeah, I, I think you're right, yeah, yeah. What, what I think, what, what, uh, oh, let me give you an example of something where a lifestyle intervention cannot be done. I, you know, I'm working at the moment with, with a, a US-based company and I'm in Europe. So I am at the computer until 11 to 12 p.m. every mm -hmm. night. So someone might tell me, or you take like five different things to help you sleep. I take, um, you know, glycines. Uh, I don't have ashwagandha now, um, but you know, I take glycine. I take, I have GABA. I have that lemon balm kind of valerian mix that I, I was talking about that has a bit of pharma GABA. So I take a, a bunch of stuff and I, not every day, but I cycle it on and off and I, I smoke some CBD and people can tell you, well, you're, you're just, you know, whatever, uh, but I, I am forced to do that because of a lifestyle thing that I cannot change at this time. So I think that's kind of what I was talking about in that specific case. Long term, and obviously, I'm going to be working on it. I'm glad that you brought that up, Christian, because this comes up fairly frequently. I get, am I taking what? What is too many supplements? Yeah, and my answer to that is always the same. It's how many it takes for you to get better. And you use how long do you use them? You as, use them as long as you need to. If you have to use them mm -hmm. for the rest of your life, you use them for the rest of your life. If it fixes it in two or three months, fantastic. Then you can stop. But don't feel guilty or some kind of moral obligation to think one way or another because yeah. ultimately, I mean, it's your life. And yeah. 
you want to live your life feeling good and you do whatever you have to do safely absolutely to get there and we can do that um, with natural nootropic supplements to support that that's not yeah, the only totally. answer that's the one that i advocate because that's what i specialize in but certainly there are other things you can do like lifestyle interventions too yeah and for example for anxiety what i tell a lot of people is tapping so emotional freedom technique that's another thing that's a great adjunct so it's it's you know it's, you can do it for 2 3 minutes is all it takes to do the exercise and it actually really works. I've read some research that really works, but just before I forget, there's a couple more questions on this topic before we move on to the next one, David. So you, you just said something that actually feeds into this one in terms of the herbs, what cycling strategies would you kind of employ? With the herbs, there is no cycling strategy. It's not necessary. Okay. Not if you're using them at recommended dosages. Okay. And more is never better. There are recommended dosages that cover a range from a low end to a higher end. But if you find something that works, don't use more than the recommended dosage because it's not going to work any better. In fact, it okay. might be dangerous. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I think I, I I used to be very much that kind of guy, you know, more more is more, more is always more, more is better. <laughs> so I'm, more I'm often than not, it'll backfire on you. Yeah, yeah. And one one final thing, actually, this is something I I kind of I've 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 not done the questionnaire myself. There's this questionnaire that I forgot the name of it. I I know I have a tab somewhere one on one of my browsers open, but it's basically it's a fairly lengthy questionnaire that, um. You, you answer a bunch of uh, things about your moods, your energy, and it, it kind of tells you which neurotransmitter is dominant in your um, body or system or whatever mm -hmm. person. Have, have, do you think that's worth doing? Absolutely. You, yeah? Okay. Not, not necessarily before, if you're aware of it, as part of your tool set, it's certainly worth doing. Dr. Braverman wrote a book yes, called... One, that's the one. The Braverman test. The, the, the edge effect. And in the book, The Edge Effect, um, he's got a bunch of questionnaires. And yes, the idea the behind these questionnaires is to isolate what neurotransmitter you've got a problem with. And I found out that I had a problem with GABA. I had no idea until I did that questionnaire. So, yeah, they're very, very helpful. Cool. Um, it's one of the tools to use. It's certainly not the only one, but they're, they can, it can be really helpful and eye-opening too. Oh, so I'm definitely going to do that this weekend. I, I still have the tab open. But I just looked at the amount of questions. I'm like, damn, I don't have time. Uh, David, thank you so much for your insights on this topic. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Connecting Minds. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and found it interesting, illuminating, or inspiring. For episode show notes, links, and further information on our guests, please visit christianjordanov.com. If you found this episode valuable, please share it with someone who might also enjoy it. Thank you for being here.